All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Good Ranchers. First, let me start with the news I told you about yesterday. In the Netherlands, they are closing down uh, and the country is just buying all of these ranches. Uh, and I think the Netherlands is the second one or two on meat exports for Europe. And they're just shutting them down because, you know, nitrate. This is nuts, and the world is going to starve, and it's coming here. We have to support our ranchers. Good Ranchers is a way for you to buy the highest quality meat from America on American ranchers. Keep supporting them while getting great meat from America and getting it at a good price. GoodRanchers.com. Find the perfect box for you or a loved one for the holiday. With a curated selection of hand-trimmed meat and seafood, give the best meal in America from America while supporting U.S. farms, local farms. And you get $35 off your essential gift with the promo code GLEN. So go to GoodRanchers.com. Promo code GLEN. GoodRanchers.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, the New York Times had a little get together and guess who showed up? At least virtually, it was uh, Bankman Freed. You know, the guy from um, um, uh, from FTX that, you know, just lost about $10 billion for investors. Ken Lay, Enron, all of that. Those guys were in jail within 24 hours. This guy, is still in the Bahamas, and he's doing an interview uh, for a very special, well-promoted interview with the New York Times. Hmm. Let me explain what I think happened yesterday in a way that nobody else will tell you. Give that to you in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. It's no secret that cybercrime is pretty scummy in general. Great example of that is how often elderly people are targeted, whether it's for Medicare coverage, online shopping, tech support, charities, all kinds of stuff, because the elderly are not necessarily, they're too trusting. They don't understand all of this uh, right now because their world was completely different and may I say, much better. Anyway, it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect all of our lives. It's going to happen to you at some point. Now, the question is, are you going to protect yourself? And what do you do if you haven't protected yourself to get your reputation, your money, your your identity back? I would suggest protecting yourself. Uh, if you just 
have somebody else watch over this and somebody else who's really trusted and really good the best on viruses is norton well they have partnered with lifelock now it's lifelock by norton so you know who is doing it they're really trusted people and nobody can prevent all identity theft but they watch for it they'll alert you if something slips through they've got the team there to help clean everything up 25 percent off your first year with uh, promo code beck call 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com use the promo code beck so Stu, um yesterday i kind of had a bad day i had a bad day I would, yeah i would i would say that you're doing okay yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, but I would say that was a bad day. Sure. Yes, I would agree. But that bad day didn't include me losing <laughs> ten no. billion dollars for other people. No, you didn't yeah. lose any billions of dollars no, for other I didn't. people that no. day. No, because I, I don't know if I would describe that as having a bad month. You know, I had a bad month. Mm-hmm. Lost thirty billion dollars. Right. 10 billion in other people's money. Right. Yeah. That's a I, really bad month. That's a bad month. I think it's above a bad month. Mm-hmm. But that is the way uh, that Bankman Freed started the interview yesterday with the New York Times. He apologized and said, I've just, had, I mean, here, let me, pl- let me actually play it for you. Um, let's play uh, cut 11, please. I mean, look, I, I've had a bad month. Um, this has not been any fun from me, but that's, a real that's laugh, not what way. matters here. Like, what matters here is the millions of customers. What matters here okay. is all the Stop. State- I want to come back to that part of it at the end. Put a pin in that. But let's start with what he said. I, I just didn't know. Cut nine, please. Was there commingling of funds? That's what it appears like. It appears like there's a, a, a genuine commingling of the funds that are of FTX customers that were not supposed to be commingled with your separate firm. I ain't knowingly commingle funds. And again, one piece of this, you have the margin trading. You have you know customers borrowing from each other. Alameda is one of those. I was frankly surprised by how big Alameda's position was, which points to another failure of oversight on my part. Um, and uh, failure to appoint someone to be chiefly in charge of that. Uh, but uh, I wasn't trying to commingle funds. Oh, okay. Well, there's all kinds of evidence that uh, Al- Almeida, which was the hedge fund, and FTX shared an account with their banking partner. So, <laughs> I mean, you're sharing an account at Silvergate. Uh, so not sure how you, you square that circle or, you know, you weren't aware, but what he's saying here basically is I wasn't, I wasn't aware of it. That's his girlfriend that's running it. So in other words, Hey, I'm, I I didn't look at her. His girlfriend is running it. He appointed her and he's still the owner of Alameda. Right. He's, he still owns the, you know, that's kind of a big part of it. And uh, his incompetence Mm -hmm. uh, slash fraudulent activities are what what, what Uh, we're talking about. uh, Yeah. Right. He's, I, I wasn't running that and I didn't get involved because I was nervous about the conflict of interest. If I were too involved in that, you got the same bank account, dude, you have the same bank account. All right, so let's go to cut uh, 10. I personally don't think I have criminal liability. How concerned are you about criminal liability at this point? So I don't think that, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't personally think that I have, uh, you know, 
criminal like, liability? I, I think the real answer is that's not, it sounds weird to say, but, but it, I think the real answer is that's not what I'm focusing on. Mm. Um, what are you it's, focusing on? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a time and a place for me to sort of think about myself and my own future, but I don't think this is it. Oh. So, dude, did you commit any crimes? Look, I, I don't think so, but it's not the time or place to think about me. Uh, you can think about me later. What I'm concerned about are all of the people who have lost their money. <laughs> what an amazing answer. And, and wow. I guess that's the best answer you can give in this moment other yeah. than the correct answer, which is don't do the interview. That's the no- the first thing is so stay away. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you don't do an interview like this. Uh, Stu, how many interviews uh, in the, the course of my career have I been asked to do and everyone clearly said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do not want to do it. This sounds familiar. Okay. Like we've had that conversation a thousand a times. A thousand mm-hmm. times. Now. And to, to be clear, you have not lost $10 billion for investors correct. at any point. Correct. <laughs> and never done anything wrong. <laughs> Knowingly. Um, so, uh, however... People used to say that watched me when I was on Bill O'Reilly. Why do you continually go on his program? He kills you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that never was ever discussed except for the first time I went on Bill O'Reilly. Right. Bill is going to, uh, you know, he's a wild card. You don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Why did I always not listen to that advice on Bill O'Reilly? Uh, well, I mean, I think you guys actually had a good relationship. We and, had a good relationship. And he would push you on things, but you knew it was coming from a good place. Exactly. He said to me at one point, look, if I think you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. If I think you're out of line, I'm going to tell you you're out of line. But most of the stuff that you do... I don't think you're out of line. I may not agree with your conclusions, but I don't think it's out of line. It's a good question. So, Glenn, come on my show. I will ask you the hard questions, but it won't be a setup. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to destroy you. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So why would Sam go on, freed, yeah. Yeah, go on with the New York Times against all advice? Because he knew he was walking into a friendly room. They're going to ask you tough questions. We're going we're gonna to ask you tough questions. Uh-huh. But he knew it would not be a lynching. He knew that there were friends at the New York Times. And he could ask and then answer, this is not the time to think about me. It's not the time. I mean, my question is, why aren't you in jail, dude? What makes you different from Ken Lay? What makes you different from Enron? What makes you different than Bernie Madoff? He then appeals to the people of the audience. I care about the people who lost their money, and I'm sure there's people in your audience that have lost money. And they laugh. 
and they laugh. Wow, somebody who lost $10 billion of investors' money, and he shows up and people are like, oh, that crazy kid. This is a whitewashing. This is, this is money laundering, except it's reputation laundering. They are just laundering him here. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, look, I think everybody wants this interview. Right. Like this mm-hmm. is it's not like people are resisting talking to this guy right now. I think, Correct. you know, so but he's selecting who he's going. He's also going on with uh, George Stephanopoulos, apparently. Oh, George Stephanopoulos, yes, which is interesting, oh. kind of, I think, supports your your, yeah. your thesis there. Uh huh. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised that The New York Times would take the interview or offer the interview. I'm sure every mainstream like financial journalist has offered this interview. He's selecting where he's going, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know. We were in that room, weren't we, Glenn? The, this, yes, the, yes, yes. I can't remember what event we did there. We did something there. I remember doing it. And mm-hmm. it's an impressive, impressive room, right? Like oh, at the New yeah. York Times. It's like an incredible place yeah. for one of these things. Yeah. We did, just to piss them off, we did an event for The Blaze when we first launched in that same room. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what it was. That's yeah, right. It was, the launch, That's right. it was the launch announcement of The Blaze. That's right. Uh, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. It, it was I pretty mean, sweet. And we walked into the New York Times and everybody's like, good Lord, what are these people doing here? <laughs> they were just hoping that it was yeah. some arrest yeah. announcement. Don't worry. We're just doing an exorcism. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it, it's it's you're right. I mean, it, it's like I mean, I watched a good chunk of this interview. It was over an hour. And apparently he did almost two hours with George Stephanopoulos. That's coming out partially today. Hmm. Another guy. Who's not going to really press on. So how much money were you giving to the Democratic Party? Yeah, because that's, you know, that I don't uh-huh. I didn't hear one question about that from the Times. Mm-hmm. Not, See, that that's where they're that's where they're washing all of this. Yeah, there's this. Just idea. make sure that he's not tied to any of that. Let's not get into any of how much money was going to the people who are now going to keep him out of jail Let's make sure we don't ask those questions. Yeah, see, there's there's two ways this can go, I think. One way is the way you're talking about where they will protect him. And I think there's a real argument to be made that that's, that's the way it goes. I think it's maybe the most likely mm-hmm. way it goes, that he will mm-hmm. be protected because of all the money that he was giving to Democrats. The only There is that part, though, where this does cause problems for Democrats, right? Like, it, it does expose them, you know, like... You don't want pictures of you when you're running for re-election with Bernie Madoff, with your arm around him, and 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 like these sorts of problems are going to be real for Democrats going forward. But you don't have Bernie Madoff here. You don't have a mainstream press making him in to Ken Lay or Bernie Madoff. I don't know that he. This is really bad. I mean, you might oh, be right, yeah. but it's going to be hard to whitewash this guy. You, you remember to, what it was yeah. like with Bernie Madoff? They how they just oh yeah hounded him all the time. Have you seen Have you seen him being hounded in his Bahamas uh, home? Have you seen that? No. Have you seen the gaggle of no, no? I haven't either. No, though I, he, you know, Bernie Madoff was walking down the streets of New York when the footage was uh, taken. This guy I is know, not. But they were also staked out in front of his house. They yeah. never oh, yeah. let these guys rest. Because they were on a mission to make sure they showed how evil these people it's were. It's true. They're not on that mission. So the pe- the people who are average people are not hearing the yeah. Sam uh, Bankman uh, Freed jokes. 
You yeah, know? that's true. You know, it's interesting. They they don't seem to be on a mission. They seem to like they're the tone of the coverage. And I've watched well, a lot are, of it. They is, are on a mission. But yeah, that's a different story. It's like a, the, the way the tone of it is like we we need to understand. Yeah, almost like we need to understand because this guy who we all said was so great may have done a couple things wrong. So let's come up with a reason to or let's let him explain. Give him an uh, ample opportunity to explain why this reason wasn't. That he wanted a private jet and a, and a $30 million apartment in the Bahamas. Imagine that I lost $10 million of people's uh, investment and I was co-mingling funds. Right, right. And it was an honest error. $10 million, oh. not billion. Right. They would slaughter me. They'd be all over the place. Slaughter They'd have me. people parked outside these windows right now. Abs- absolutely, they would. Mm-hmm. They are on a mission. Mm. And one of the missions, to me, there are... Two reasons. He's doing interviews where he knows he won't be pushed on the tough questions. Keep this away from everyone else. Contain this. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he's looking like a really good guy. Look, I'm just trying to help out. I, I, I just believe in giving all this money away, and it just got out of hand, but I wasn't part of it. And don't ask any questions about Democrats. Don't ask any questions why all of a sudden everything is different with this guy than Ken Lay or Enron. Um, and they want to contain it. But the second thing they need to do is make sure America learns the lesson about how bad these unregulated markets really are. I mean, it is so dangerous. We can't just have this cryptocurrency out there. We need a central cryptocurrency. That's what he was for. He was leading the band on saying, we got to These people are out of control. We got to regulate all of this. Hmm. He was a major force in that. So they need to tell the story that cryptocurrency is bad, 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 bad. That's why we need a Fed coin. And by the way, we weren't in league with him on that or anything else. No, no, no. We, the media, the, the, the politicians, the Democrats. No, 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 no. I, what money? He gave us money. What? That's what's happening. Hmm. That's what's happening. Um, back in just a second. Let me tell you about Terry wrote in about her dog's experiences with Rough Greens. She says, my two dogs have been on Rough Greens now for four months. I no longer need to give an allergy pill to my dog. She needed that all the time. I even stopped a probiotic that I was using for them because Rough Greens already has the probiotic. Her fur smells so much better. uh, And uh, the other dog, who wasn't eating much at all, now has a great appetite. Rough Greens has already paid for itself. Thank you. Terry, thank you. Rough Greens, not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. And the dogs love it. Meanwhile, they're getting all the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, everything that they need for a healthy life. So, Rough Greens. They are so confident your dog's going to love it. They want to send you the first trial bag for free just to make sure. They don't want you out of any money if your dog doesn't like it. But most dogs love this stuff. Roughgreens.com. You get the first little trial bag for free. Uh, it uh, You just pay for the shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN-33. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID.
interesting. The question about Sam Bankman-Fried here, as you compare it to Enron, I think is interesting. Because Enron, people just categorize as this big fraud that collapsed. But if you go back and you look at that story, there were three main characters in that story. Mm-hmm. Ken Lay, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Skilling, and Andrew Fastow. And they all were three different slices of this fraud, different levels of it. Ken Lay largely was a figurehead of that company. He was schmoozing with presidents. Right. He was seeing, uh, you know, big, important people, talking generally about concepts. Was he really looking at the books every day? I don't think so at all. I don't think so either. I think he was, oh, he was seen as the head, and he was the, he was the CEO. He's still responsible because you're signing off on everything. Right. So, right. so he was still know, responsible. there. Yeah. Exactly. He... Sam Bankman-Fried is trying to tell everybody he's Ken Lay. Correct. I, you know, I was there. I was talking to all the politicians. I wasn't paying attention to every little thing. I can't. The next level of that was Jeffrey Skilling, who was operational. He was actually the CEO, I think, at the time. It's been a while since I read that book. But it's, you know, he was the guy who was, he was the guy who realized there were problems in the company mm-hmm. and believed he was so smart and could beat, could, uh, mm-hmm. could beat the system and believed, hey, we have problems. We could piece it back together. This is going to be okay. And was willing to to, to do some Skirt things over some the lines. Things. Yeah. But was like legitimately trying to keep this company and not together. trying to enrich himself by doing it. Yeah, it was more about, he was much more Hold concerned with showing how smart he was and how he had developed yeah. all these new things. And, you know, he was a brilliant guy, uh, but he went to jail for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. The third level of this is Andrew Fastow, who operationally was going out and actually doing what I view as blatantly illegal things, knowingly setting up fraudulent companies. Skilling was more like, look, whatever we got to do to get through the next month, just just get that done. And then not necessarily involved in every little step of it. Mm-hmm. Fastow was the guy executing a lot of that, in my opinion. So you look at those three levels. It's the question of which one is Sam Bankman-Fried. Is he Ken Lay? Is he Jeffrey Skilling? Is he Andrew Fastow? But see, what they're not doing is comparing him to an Enron. No. So, because if you compare, you realize all three of those guys went to jail. Yeah, but you know who who had the lightest touch from the law? Was Andrew Fastow. The guy, the guy who I view as doing the most damage and doing the most illegal things because he came out and he went to the press and he said, you know who's really bad? Ken Lay and Jeffrey Skilling. Those guys. You know, it's a totally... Wow. There's, there's a, certainly a, a, someone's looking for a path out of this. That's certainly the yeah. truth. Yeah. That's weird because that's kind of the message that we got yesterday mm. at the New York Times. I didn't do anything, you know... You really want to talk to my girlfriend, probably. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So when all the chips are down, and they could be down before too long, the way things are going, are you ready? Is your financial house in order? Uh, the Fed yesterday said they're going to raise the rates again in uh, December this month. It just started this December 1st. Uh, So they're going to raise the rates again. When they do that, the higher they raise rates, the more it hurts the spending in the economy for the average person. And it also raises the interest rate on your credit card debt. As things get more and more dicey, if they do, those credit card companies are going to look at you and others as a bigger risk. And so they'll raise that rate again. You will have an interest rate of 25% on your credit card. Easy. Please call American Financing. See how they can help you now. You own your home. 
Call American Financing now. You could save up to about $700 a month. That's on average. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Financing.net. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Every morning, I look at my show prep, and it's about 60 stories. And then I narrow it to the few that can get on the air that we all have time for. And then from there, I narrow down what we have time to talk about. You need to read the 24 hours of work that I and my producers do every day to show prep for this show. Um, and you can get it for free. Just go to glenbeck.com, glenbeck.com, and sign up for my free daily email newsletter. Uh, some of the stories that you're going to find today. Um, one, Jerome Powell claims nobody expected inflation to get out of hand like this. Well, I don't know about him, but... I did. <laughs> Everybody I know that can do simple math did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you. I, I mean, I hate to point out that you also had um, um, uh, the economic advisor for the White House under Obama. He did Clinton's economic. Two of them, by the way, on, yeah. under Obama, right? Larry Summers. Yep. Uh, Jason Furman. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. They both did. I mean, I just. I'm just saying there were some voices out there that said you can't print money like this and spend money like this. Yeah, the, the, also, the entire conservative movement. I know. <laughs> Over oh, no, multiple no, decades. For the Republicans in Congress. Did you hear what they mm-hmm. did yesterday? We welcome Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, I love that show. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear what they said yesterday? What McConnell said yesterday? Mm-hmm. No omnibus bill until we take control of the Senate. No, mm-hmm. no, it should be no, <laughs> no omnibus, omnibus bills, yes. period. period. That's it. When was <sighs> the last time we had an actual budget? 2008. Or two, 2008 or 2007, I can't remember. I think eight. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. 14, 15 years, yeah. something like that. Yeah, imagine running your house that I mean, way. how can you possibly run, you know, the biggest economy on earth? Without a budget. For 15 years without a budget. That's you imagine, unreal. Can you imagine if General Motors or anybody, anyone who was was traded on the New York they, Stock go Exchange, to jail. they said, yeah, we haven't done a budget in 15 years. Yeah. They'd be accused of fraud. And Absolutely. And probably of, would and, be involved in fraud. Gee, yeah, they probably I would. Wonder where our money is going. By the way, so the reason why we have inflation is they spent too much money. They printed too much money. And we continue to spend too much money. NPR, NPR has freezed hiring and cut their budget because there's a sharp drop in sponsorship revenue. <gasps> but that's public radio and television we can't let that go to the wolves so we should get some more money from the government shouldn't we well i don't know they're pretty busy they just granted 75 million dollars to move three native american tribes away from the rising seas (laughs) what yes (laughs) yes away from the rising seas where are they located that they're near uh, there's the rising three native seas. american tribes okay they're on coastal areas and risk destruction you're going to know right where they are because they because. well because they're right there uh-huh. and and they protect all the salmon and the Native Americans protect Native salmon? Native Americans are protecting the salmon. and uh, <laughs> Is that their full-time job? or uh, I, I'm, well, I'm not mm. sure. Okay. I'm not sure. It might be mm. the calling. 
All right. Uh, that each of them get. Anyway, so they're being moved. They're up in Alaska. Um, also, Biden has announced that he wants taxpayers to pay for sex change operations on minors. I urge Congress to debate that. Go ahead. Mm. Pass it as law. He won't. He'll do mm-hmm. it through executive order. But now we're paying. Not only are we paying for abortions. We're all also yeah. now paying for the 15-year-old down the street to have their uh, penis lopped off. <laughs> now, nice, nice, nice thank you. That was so, nice. by the way, today's podcast coming out later today, haven't done it yet, uh, is, with a, is with a girl who bought into all this stuff, was transitioned to a boy, Mm. Now, a couple of years later, is like this was the biggest mistake of my life, uh, and yeah, cannot so have children anymore. So many uh, of those, and she wants to trans. Uh, she wants to go back, mm. detransition, detransition, and she really can't. So she's going to talk no, about these are all reversible, yeah, Glenn, completely reversible. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. going to be on the podcast. You'll get that tonight if you're a Blaze subscriber. Um, wow. Jeez, that so, is heartbreaking. Right. So we are. You know, we're pushing for it. But you know who else is pushing for it? And this might change where you shop. Walmart. Mm. Walmart, the Walton family, are funneling millions of dollars into LGBT activist causes, including drag shows for kids and other Uh, DEI programs. Sam would be Uh, spinning like a lathe in his grave right now. Yeah. These are like the third generation Waltons, right? Is that where we are now? No, I no. I think this is the this is the Alice Walton Foundation and Olivia Tom Walton, and I I'm not sure if that's third. I think those are might be, I might be. I don't I don't know. know. They've grown up a little bit differently than Sam did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is why these people who make all this money and leave it in a foundation, (laughs) they they usually start out very conservative. Not all of them. But start out very conservative, and then their kids get it, and then mm-hmm. their grandkids get it, and before you know it, they are a force for evil. Because they did nothing mm. for that wealth, and so exactly they don't appreciate right. it. They don't appreciate it. And you can't, you can't, just because you raise the kids doesn't mean they're going to agree with everything that you That's believed sure. in. Right. Right, you know? Yeah. And you get a kid that, you know, if I died today, mm. I was just thinking about this, I'm not sure I would leave, like, the museum pieces that I have to my kids because my kids aren't driven like I am by the history. Yeah. I know Tim Barton, who's David Barton's son, who's, you know, what, 30. I know he is exactly the same. He wasn't Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, but he is now. And he's got, he's now on the same path his dad was on. I might leave it all to him. Because you can't be a good way to go. You can't do that and trust that your wealth is going to be used for good in these funds. And here's Walmart. And, you know, one of the reasons I like Walmart is because of Sam Walton. Yeah. Not anymore, guys. That's over. This is a good uh, argument to just blow all your money on parties and, and you know, trips and just things that. Oh, uh, you know, I'm doing just that. blow yeah, it yeah. all. Don't yeah. give it to your kids. Blow right, it all. Right. You right. know. Um, yep. By Spend the way, every dime, every dime, mm-hmm. uh, the EPA has quietly quadrupled the regulatory cost of carbon emissions on fossil <laughs> fuels. So it went from fifty one dollars per metric ton. Now, one hundred and ninety dollars 
uh, per metric ton. So that will be a new headache for the oil and gas industry. And you're going to start seeing that passed on to you. By the way, did you see did you see the figures that came out for the hurricane season, which ended yesterday? Uh, it's over. Uh, there were 14 named mm-hmm. storms. There's usually 14 named storms. So how that's up 100% uh, if my math is right. No, your math isn't right. <laughs> no, you got the two zeros. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right? You thank you. And there's it's a one right. 14. <laughs> now, there were, right. <laughs> there were eight hurricanes overall, they say. Uh, there's usually seven. So that's an incredibly extreme, outrageous increase mm-hmm. that shows that the frequency and intensity is just increasing exponentially. Mm. And then there were, they said, two major storms. I only know of one that made landfall, and that was the first one, Ian, mm-hmm. in Florida. The second one that made landfall on the other side of Florida was only a, a Category 1, and that's not a major storm, but they predicted three by my count, there was one. I mean, unless I missed a major hurricane somewhere along the way. Yeah. So again, but, but there's again, your one. There's your one. And you had the two zeros. What are zeros? Nothing. A hundred. So there's you must a have had a hundred percent. A hundred percent increase. Wow. It is, it is nuts. We are tubing our entire lifestyle. Yeah. It, it, I mean, people, I just don't think people, do they? Do people understand who you talk to every day who are just not, you know, news hounds or whatever? Do they understand that the American lifestyle, not just America and your freedoms, but the American lifestyle of being able to have money to do things, to be able to own land, own your own home, own your own stuff, that's gone soon. That's gone. A lot of it, I think, has to do with what you were talking about with the Waltons, right? Where there, as a society, we haven't gone through. We've gone through tough times, but like I, I'm reading that the uh, the that new book that's out. Uh, I think it's called Power Failure. It's the history of GE, and it goes mm-hmm. back to the very beginning, and all the way back with Edison in the 1800s. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, okay. I mean, this is right down your alley, uh, and it's interesting because they. Right up your alley, I guess is the rough phrase. Anyway, uh, I don't know why that sounded weird. Uh, So anyway, they go through this, and I think I can't remember the years, 1898 and 1907. There were multiple societal collapses in this period. Oh, yeah. Where like, Mm. you know, 20, 30% unemployment, uh, you know... But real for questions, short, but short periods of time. Yeah, real yeah. questions though, as if the country would survive. Like J.P. Morgan is credited for coming in in 1907 and like bailing out the country yeah. from yeah. complete and utter collapse. Correct. Now, look, obviously, COVID was was a situation where I mean, the entire century, the entire country shut down for a period. Uh, 2008 was really, really ugly, mm-hmm. but like it still feels different. It doesn't feel, I think, to people that we felt that level of pain because we're entire. I mean, they because just have, we don't they the, just, the federal yeah. government at that time, they had to be bailed out. You're exactly right. Bailed out a private individual yeah. by JP Morgan. Yeah. Yes. Bailed mm-hmm. the United States of America. <laughs> it's amazing. Out. Yeah. But the average person was not feeling that because the government wasn't paying for everything. Mm. Okay. Now we're going to feel the collapse, but we haven't felt any of this real pain because they've been cooking the books and pouring money out. Why aren't they stopping? If they're worried about inflation, why aren't they stopping spending? 
Why? Because that that's causing inflation. Obviously. Uh, well, they so, don't even admit that inflation's a problem. I know. Yeah. I know. It's transitory. I Pat. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is a different world. And I think, like, mm. if you think of when there was no government organizations in the in this period back in the day, there would be real collapses, and then people would just be out. They wouldn't pay their they couldn't pay their mortgages. They would just be out on the streets. Yeah. And like, look, I, we can all look at this and say, hey, it's it's COVID happened, right? We spent six, eight, ten trillion dollars on just paying people to stay home. Mm-hmm. Certainly that period was softer on the average American than oh these gosh, periods yeah. were in the 1900s. All oh, by but a lot. You eventually pay the, the price, price for it. You do. You, do, you can't do yep. this forever. Correct. You pay the price now in freedom as well as mm. economically down the road, but it becomes disconnected. You yeah. know, when we start to pay the price, I guarantee you they will start saying it's because of the do nothing Congress uh, from the Republicans. It's the Republic. And you will not tie it back to the trillions of dollars that were spent mm-hmm. that are that causing inflation have. that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you, you don't get it. This is why the Federal Reserve, they were able to convince people eventually, because what the message was with the Federal Reserve, there won't be collapses like that. We'll be able to Mm. make sure that we balance it because people about every 10 to 20 years, there was a massive depression, but it usually would last 18 months and then it would sprout up again and go. So what's happened is we don't have those 10, 20 year depressions that last 18 months. Instead, we will have big recessions that will last two years. And then when it finally busts, it busts like the Great Depression mm. and what's coming. Mm. All right, back in just a second. Thanks, Pat, from Pat Gray Unleashed. Imagine what you could do if all of a sudden you were able to cut your phone bill down to a significant amount each month. Okay? Would that be great? You also get the peace of mind that comes with knowing that a portion of your bill is going to support conservative causes that you believe in. Well, that's Patriot Mobile. There are so many things in my life now that um, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday about, you know, this, these things have to be a movement. This is, this is, I'm no longer spending my money uh, on really anything other than movements. We have got to put our money into places that are helping us, not hurting us. And I'm not saying lose money and I'm not saying get, you know, worse service. And some, sometimes I am just saying no service whatsoever. But when it comes to your phone bill, Patriot Mobile is there and we've got to stand together. It's part of a movement to save our nation. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, by the way, uh, you know the Sam Brinton, the uh, gender fluid guy who's you know, dressing up as a woman and pretty much in charge of all of our nuclear you know, waste, waste mm-hmm. and everything. Really, it's good. 
You know, I just don't think we should ever have a bald guy in charge of our nuclear waste. It's kind of just like that's the canary in the coal mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is he losing all of his hair? Yeah. Let's not listen to him. You know, I've heard a lot of takes on this story. <laughs> that one yeah. I have not heard. Okay, well, I just, that's a side mm-hmm. point. That's a side point. So he's supposed to be the best and everything else. And he wears dresses. Well, apparently uh, he was at the airport uh, and... Um, and he went to go get his suitcase, and he picked up someone else's suitcase. Now, this is weird because he didn't have a suitcase that he had checked. So it's weird that you'd pick up somebody else's suitcase if you didn't check luggage. Yeah, but he was sure that it was his. It was his, right. It okay. was his. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't check one, pack one, or anything else. No. Okay? Of course not. But he was sure it was his. Then he takes the luggage, and then he... Uh, kneels down and he he sees the tag and he rips it off mm. and destroys the tag. Now this is all mm. on videotape. So they found who took the luggage for this poor woman who was like, where's my luggage? You lost my luggage. They're like, no, it, it, we just scanned it through. It's here. They went back through the tapes. They saw him do it. And he's like, Oh, I'm man. I'm Wow. Yeah. I thought that was mine. And yeah, he has it, and then he uh, takes all the clothing out of it and tries to claim that his clothing was in it, and then goes on multiple trips with the same luggage. Uh, this doesn't sound so good, but a yeah. good guy to put in charge of our nuclear waste. Yeah, don't worry. He's been placed on leave, but he'll be back. This is the Glenn Back Program.